Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, welcome to the Blonde Files podcast. I'm your host, Arielle Laurie, and I'm here to talk all things wellness. From how to achieve optimal health and well-being to the best beauty tips and everything in between, no topic is off limits. I know there is so much information out there, so I'm here to help you navigate it all and live your best life. Thanks for listening. Let's get into it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. So I think we all need some lightness, some levity, some comedic relief right now. Things are a little crazy and overwhelming. So I think you're really going to love this episode with Heather McDonald. So I went on her show, Juicy Scoop. So make sure to check that out and just listen to her podcast in general if you don't already. She covers everything from pop culture and reality TV to gossip. And even for someone like myself who doesn't watch a lot of TV, it is just so entertaining. Absolutely hilarious. I love it. You will love it too. She releases new episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. She also has a new stand-up available. It is on her Patreon and it's on Amazon. So make sure you check that out too. It's so funny. So Heather is a stand-up comedian. She's the host of the hit podcast, Juicy Scoop. She's the author of two books. She is the former producer and writer and frequent guest on Chelsea Lately. And we just dish on lots of juicy topics today from housewives to entertainment in general, dealing with criticism online, taking control of careers, and so, so much more. So enjoy. All right. Welcome, Heather. Thank you for being here in your office. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I'm so excited to be on the show. I am so excited to talk to you. I was telling you earlier that I've been like just immersed in your content for the past week or so since I found out that we were going to do this swap. And um, yeah, so there's a lot that I want to talk to you about today. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen and watch it all. I appreciate it. It's so good. So... Why don't we start off by just having you tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm sure most people are familiar with you, but maybe like how you went from Chelsea Lately yeah. and doing all that to stand up and, and to where you are now with Juicy Scoop and that whole I'll spiel. give you the shortest version. So I started as a stand-up and going through the Groundlings program, which is sketch comedy, in my 20s, right after I graduated from um, USC. I started to pursue all that. And then... I got like my first job at 27 writing for Keenan Ivory Wayne's late night talk show. And then I got a a sketch show after that. And then I got married at 29 
And then I I had like a couple TV deals and things, but I sort of stopped doing stand-up because I was never like an, a traveling stand-up or an established stand-up. And I just was like, oh, I still had to like invite people to shows and stuff. And I felt, how could I invite anyone to the show if I didn't invite them to my wedding? Like, that's just so rude. And I just got lazy and I like, lazy, kind of lazy about it because to me, stand-up is the hardest thing of everything that I do. So it's a very easy thing to blow off because it is so self-motivating, you know, like at that stage where you have to like book your own self and get people and write the material and it's nerve wracking. And then I, so I had my kids and after I had my second son, I have my stepdaughter and then my two sons, I really started to miss stand-up when I would watch Last Comic Standing. And I was like, gosh, now I have a whole different stand-up act because before it was about dating and now it's about being a mom. So out of the blue, this friend of mine called me and she was like, I can't believe you quit stand-up. You sh- we used to do all these all-girls shows together. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't quit. She's like, it's been seven years. I'm like, okay, well, okay, give me a deadline. So I went and I did a show and it was all these girls um, doing stand-up. And Chelsea was one of them. Chelsea Handler, Natasha Legero, Tig, Sarah Colonna, like all these girls that we would, this was like the only way we could get stage time at the improv. So we would do an all-girls show together and then, like, I started doing stand-up again, and then about eight months after that is when Chelsea was going to have her late-night talk show, and so I reached out, and I was like, I wanted to get a regular writing gig, like a real job again in the industry, because I kind of felt at that point I was 36, and I thought, if I don't, like, get back in there now, I'm going to, like, it's going to be harder to jump into it. So I got the job and I thought, okay, this will be for the summer. But even then I I called my friend and I was like, I don't know. Drake is starting kindergarten. He's only four and Brandon's only one and a half. And, you know, how can I like leave my kids and go to an office all day? And my friend said, you are going to take this job because in 10 years you're going to come home and those kids aren't even going to look up from the (laughs) Xbox And you're going to say, why the fuck didn't I take that job at E! with Chelsea Handler talking about pop culture and shit that you love? And I was just like, you're right. But I also thought it would only, it would be canceled in 13 weeks. But I'm like, at least I have a credit. I'm back in the groove. It'll lead to another show that'll get canceled, but at least I'll get stuff. And, you know, it became so much fun a great job that, and then I could, you know, right away by the third episode, I was being featured on camera, which is what I always wanted. But I also was always fine being a writer, too. So that, yeah. So then I did that and then um, did that for the seven and a half years. And then I had a couple little things after that, little TV shows that didn't last. And then I thought, I guess it's time to start a podcast. (laughs) And at that time, five years ago, I'd been guests on podcasts. I did not even know how to listen to one. I didn't know anyone that made money at it. And Ross Matthews was like, I went and did his. And he's like, you should do this. And I was like, oh, um, okay. You know, and then I was like, and then I went, oh, this was it. Then I went and I was doing stand-up in Texas in a club that's like considered a B room, meaning it's good, but it's not. And I saw a photo of Tom Segura. And I knew he was married to Christina Pazinski because I know her. And she was also a writer on Chelsea for a little bit. And I said, oh, that's Tom Segura. He's like a really popular podcast because he really wasn't on TV. 
He wasn't on a sitcom. He wasn't. And he goes, oh, yeah, he makes $10,000 on a Tuesday from his podcast alone. The people that listen to his podcast will come see him. And the next, that next morning, Monday, <laughs> I said, I called my people. I go, let's look, look into this podcast thing. And yeah, and I didn't make money really the first year, very little. And then, but now it's been five years and I've had to move a few networks and stuff. But now, um, especially with COVID, it's all I'm doing. And I love it. And I'm so, so grateful for the medium. And it's kind of, I never would have thought that this would be like, the highlight of my career, I thought it would have been the stand-up or it's shows that I sold that never made it to fruition or even Chelsea or um, the books that I wrote. I was like, oh, this is it. This book's going to, both books were like option to be TV shows that didn't go anywhere. So I always thought, I thought I'd be like the mom in a sitcom. But also like looking back, I did think along with writing the books, like as a kid, I imagined myself writing books like as a mom, which I did. And I always was like, oh, I, I said to my son the other day, I go, I always imagined like, oh, it'd be fun to have a radio show. And I'm sure by that time people could have a, or maybe when I was in real estate, I saw that someone had like their own radio thing back when it was like at their house. And then all of a sudden my son goes, you do realize like you do that now. And I go, oh, that's right. <laughs> that's I crazy. do. Like, I didn't even think about that. And so I, you know, at this point in my life, I just, I really like it. You know, you're here at this little office that's like six minutes from my house. Uh, I like not having it at the house. Right. I like having, but have it have it be close. I'm not right. driving an hour like I used to have to with Chelsea. And um, so, yeah, that's that's the short, which was seems sort of long <laughs> version of how I got to here today. You guys know that I taste test desserts on my husband and when he can't tell if they're healthified or not, that's when I know they pass the test. And let me just tell you, he has been eating enlightened ice cream for weeks now and he still has no idea that it's not regular ice cream. So whether you're looking to cut down on sugar, load up on protein, or you're going keto or plant-based, this can be perfect for you, okay? Enlightened has got you covered. They have so many creamy, indulgent flavors, you'd never know that they were made with little to no added sugar. My personal favorite flavors are the ones that include chunks of cookie dough, like the low-calorie brownie and cookie dough bars and the keto peanut butter cookie and the brownie dough pint. They're so good. They also have a gooey cinnamon bun flavor, which is just unreal. You can find a variety of their low-calorie keto and vegan ice cream pints and bars in stores across the country, such as Whole Foods, Walmart, Target, and Sprouts. Or you can also order Enlightened through their website, eatenlightened.com. So if you're wondering how this works, is it going to arrive melted? Each order is packed in a cooler with plenty of dry ice to keep it frozen. So it's going to arrive in perfect shape. If you want to try Enlightened, go to eatenlightened.com slash blonde files. That's B-L-O-N-D-E-F-I-L-E-S. And you will get 10% off and free shipping on your first order. Again, that's eatenlightened.com slash blonde files, B-L-O-N-D-E, for 10% off and free shipping at checkout. You can also use the store locator on their website to find a store near you to pick up your favorite pint or bar. And be sure to keep an eye out for even more frozen treats coming this fall. 
Hey everybody, Gabby Reese here. Please join me for my show where we're going to be talking about all things self-care. And I don't mean just eating and exercise. I'm talking stress, marriage, relationships, parenting, business, transitions. How do we figure out a way to be our best selves each and every day? So whether you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen, please join me. If you'd like, rate, subscribe, and leave us a review. If you want to see some of the behind the scenes action, just follow me at Gabby Reese and And remember, don't miss new episodes every Monday. There's so much there that I want to talk about. But yeah, I mean, the the podcasting medium, it's kind of like the ideal job, right? Because you have full control too, right? And I'm assuming like you own all of it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what's so important that people don't realize that like, and why during this time, you know, you know, it is, sometimes it's like, oh my God, please, you know, everyone and their mom has a podcast. Michelle Obama has one and, you know, every <laughs> actress has one now. And I'm like, you know what? At first I was kind of like, oh. but now I'm, I kind of think, good, bring more attention to the medium. Yeah. And, you know, some people are going to really succeed at it and love it and be like, I never want to go back to TV. I don't give a shit. Or, or they drop off because right. they do really realize how hard it is that, you know, so I think the people that do the best at it is when it's like kind of specific and also TV people or writers and comedians do really good at it or journalists because they're treating it like a TV show, right. you know, or a deadline where they're actually preparing. And I think a lot of people have gotten into it because their managers, those are the only deals they can make. And they're like, no, you just sit on your bed with your dog on a Tuesday. (laughs) And it's just an hour. That's it. That's all it's going to take. That's what people think it is. Yes. And then then those same people go, okay. All right. You're right. (laughs) You know, it's Corona or between movies or whatever. And then they realize... Like, no, it's really hard. Or they, and then they read the criticism and then they're like, oh, fuck this. I don't need this. So it's like, I think there's a lot of people that do it as like the side gig. Mm-hmm. And then there's people like me where it's really become like my whole career, mm-hmm. basically, um, a li- the largest part of it. So you talk a lot about pop culture mm-hmm. and, and you mentioned criticism. So how do you deal? I would imagine that you get criticism from both people who listen. And then do you ever deal with like, you say something about somebody yeah. and then they get upset. How do you deal with that? Well, you know, I'm obsessed with the Housewives yes. and uh, New York and Beverly Hills have always been my favorite. OC too, I love, but those were always my favorite. And, um, you know, this time of year is a golden time because they're both on at the same time. And the best time of year. <laughs> and I was, someone told me, oh, Brandy Glanville mentioned you on her podcast. And I was like, I've had all the girls on my show, and I've known Brandy for years. And but how am I not going to? Obviously, I'm going to talk about the juiciest story ever, which is Brand. Did Brandy and Denise have sex? And you know who's who's not really being totally honest. And um, and so I talked about it a little with uh, Countess Luann, and we throw up the, the a portion of the video from the interview on Instagram. And Brandy's like, and then I see Heather McDonald's and. Countess is talking about me. And I'm like, Heather's my friend. And, you know, and then the her producer goes, well, yeah, but like, what? that's what she does. She talks about these shows. And then she was like, yeah, I guess you're right. And that was kind of like it. But even that, I, I do have that feeling like, oh, I don't want Brandy to be hurt, right. you know, because I'm not saying that she's a liar or this or that. I'm just talking about it like anybody else. And I do think one of the nicest compliments I do get from people is that I'm able to talk about pop culture and be funny without really 
without being cruel or yeah. snarky or attacking someone about things that they can't really change. I like to just more like analyze it, like mm-hmm. almost like I'm writing a college paper on like reality shows and what I really think happened behind the scenes, what I think is being manipulated by producers, what, you know, I kind of like going deeper in it. And then when I have yeah. the guests come on, I like to get like their whole life story and people are usually like, I'll post, oh, I've got so-and-so on. I hate that person. And then the other nicest compliment is get, well, wow, now I really like her. Right. I didn't know she you know, had a degree. I didn't know that she did this. I didn't know that she raised three stepchildren. Like, they don't know because the stuff they see on the show is just this vision of this woman that has three nannies and doesn't give a shit about anybody. Right, (laughs) right. And I'm like, no, I actually, like, no Camille Grammer. And she was actually a really nice woman. And, like, let me show that side of her. So that part of it I I really like. And the criticism part, you know, I've had moments where I get really hurt by it. And then I get pissed off or I try to defend myself. I have now learned, no, <laughs> you will. There's too many people that are too positive and sweet about the things they do like. Why am I focusing on the one meme? But you you do it. Like, it's even when I look at my to. reviews, I see, oh, it's five-star, five-star. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, when, when's the one-star mean one going to come that's going to say I'm every horrible yeah. name in the book? <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. Oh, let me read it. Let me take more time to read this. Like, mm-hmm. what's wrong with me, you know? And um, so now I, I've been really honest with my listeners that I do not like constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. I, I'm <laughs> an old woman. And I am going to try to improve— I try. I know the things that I'm weak at. I know I mispronounce names. I know it, sometimes they're like, get get your facts straight. But sometimes I'm so impromptu that all of a sudden I'll remember something. And it wasn't part of my research. This isn't CNN. And so I'll be like, you know the guy, and I'll say the name wrong or right, something. Right. Or like I was talking about Megan Fox dating Machine Gun Kelly, and I'm like, you know Megan Kelly. Yeah, <laughs> like, I heard that. <laughs> because of like the two names and like— but Whatever. I would like to see those people who criticize you do what you're doing. I mean, yeah, it's never exactly. somebody who's, like, doing better than you that's like, oh, you know what? You really need to, like, be more thorough with your research or anything like yes, that. It's, yeah. it's like people sitting at home like, oh, yeah, I and then do better. And then they get mad that they—and I'm like, no, like, I've gotten some, you know, emails, and it's just like, I, I go, look, like, you and I are the same age— Maybe you're mad that I'm doing something that yeah. you love and that you think that you could do as successfully, and that's why you're going to, like, nitpick at me. But, I mean, 99.9 of people are great because, honestly, I've blocked the haters. I've blocked that's and deleted smart. the people, and I just don't let them be part of it because, for me, it doesn't work. It doesn't make me work harder. It, like, makes me want to say fuck it and be less creative. Mm-hmm. So I still will watch it and read it and stuff, but— I've gotten a lot better at being like, no, you're not going to get my time with this. You That's know, how I used to be too. I used to try to like make them like me, so yes. I would come back with like a very no, you that's know, not put what I meant. Response yeah. and, and then try to change their opinion about me. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's just like a fruitless thing. I heard yeah. some quote that's like, um, "Being famous is just." a bunch of people that you don't know having an opinion about you. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm not famous or anything, but even like an internet personality, whatever you are. Well, yeah, just- yeah there's a level of famous. There's, you right. know, Sandra Bullock or whatever, you know, big Oscar winner. Right. And then there's, you know, people like at our level, which you you have a following, you have people that will get really excited about you. I thought this was always so interesting. Kelly and I talk about it all the time. We had Claudia, girl with no job from Morning mm-hmm. Toast on. And, you know, she's, 
half my age, so young, so successful. I love that she like works with her sisters and everything. And we kind of talked about how there is this weird thing where, you know, our kind of medium here and social media and whatnot, that you get these people that are like so into you and they're such your supporters. And then all of a sudden they like turn on you or they don't like something. And because you do block them or go, well, shit, this person thinks I'm an awful person. I'm not going to engage. It like makes them go crazier because they're like, but I was there the whole time. Like, I want to be heard. (laughs) And I've had like crazy people in my life. And I do know that they want to be heard. So if I do feel like it's someone that's, you know, coming from like an actual place of intelligence, whatever, Sometimes I do get mad and offend myself, but most times I now go, sorry, feel like that. That wasn't the intention of what I said. It's a comedy show. You know, there are a lot of other podcasts that will line up with you politically. Right. And I think that maybe you should take this time to to <laughs> listen to those and because I'm not going to change. And um, because of the political climate they're in, they're coming to Juicy Scoop to escape. And so I'm not going to talk about the horrible thing that happened last weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah. Doesn't mean I don't care. Right. Doesn't mean that I'm not totally disgusted about it, but right. I just didn't post about it because I'm keeping this a place where people know that they can come here and escape and they can yeah. come to my group and they can be politically um, on two ends of the spectrum and go to my Facebook group and still laugh about you know, the fight that happened in Cancun with the Dorinda and Ramona. Right. And that's it. But you do such a good job of that. And, and it's you, a lot of work. Yeah. Because sometimes I, would I do want to talk about something <laughs> yeah. else. Yeah. And sometimes I do get angry and I do want to share my opinion. And I do think I have a great opinion about something. But I made that decision like three, four right. years ago where I was like, I think this is the only way I'm going to A, be as successful as I can be, but also keep my own sanity. Right. And I do tell people like, you know, when they say, if I find out that my friend voted this way, and I'm like, why don't you not find out? Yeah. <laughs> why don't you not ask them? I know. Why don't you yeah. think about, like, why, why our country was created when they created back in the day where you'd go to the school and you'd go in a booth with a curtain and right. you wouldn't know how people right. voted. And, you you know, it wouldn't be a discussion and you didn't have to post about it. You know, maybe just a thought. Yeah, yeah just a thought. <laughs> maybe you know why? Why give? Why give one person in the White House or or whatever that much power to like yeah. ruin relationships for you? Why yeah. don't you just, you know? But I get it. It's a weird time, and Corona made it weirder. You know, I had to completely <laughs> like cut myself off from all of it because I was. I mean, I would watch the news for five seconds and be like, <gasps> yeah, just in this, and and it's like, you know what's going to happen. You know you're going to turn it on and be outraged. Yeah. And you're going to go to whatever post and be outraged. And yeah. I just feel like um, your show is such a nice break. Yeah. <laughs> I think we can all agree that one size fits all just does not cut it when it comes to everything from our diets to our exercise routines, our beauty routines, and yes, our hair care. Why do we usually settle when it comes to this? I think we've all gone out and bought that shampoo that somebody was swearing by or that the actress said she uses only to be completely disappointed. Function of Beauty is a revolutionary solution to this, okay? So they specifically tailor hair care with formulas created especially for you and your hair. 
all you have to do is go online and take this quick, fun quiz. And from that, they custom make your shampoo and conditioner from the ingredients down to the bottle. That's right. They personalize the packaging with your name on it. It's so cute. You can have your choice of fragrance and it's just totally unique. And this also makes such a good gift. Their formulas are vegan, cruelty-free, and also free of sulfates, parabens, and other harmful ingredients. So what are you waiting for? Go to functionofbeauty.com slash blonde to take your four-part hair profile quiz and save 20% off your first order. That's functionofbeauty.com slash blonde, B-L-O-N-D-E for 20% off and let them know that you heard about them on this show. I'm sure that everybody listening to this show knows the importance of taking care of your skin, but whether you're worried about dullness, redness, fine lines, or acne, trying to find the right treatment can be so frustrating. Now there is a simpler, smarter solution to skincare. So you guys might be familiar with the brand Roman, while Rory is the sister brand of Roman. So like Roman, they make it simple to connect with a healthcare professional online and see if personalized prescription skincare treatment is right for you, all from the comfort of your home. You just go on your phone or computer, complete a free online consultation, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed healthcare professional within 24 hours. And then if it's appropriate, they'll prescribe a personalized skincare treatment plan that works just for you and your skin. With Rory, you don't even have to go to the pharmacy. Your custom skincare is delivered right to you with free two-day shipping. And then you can follow up with a healthcare professional anytime if you need to make a change to your treatment or if you have any questions. They're with you every step of the way in your skincare journey. With Rory, there are no commitments and you can cancel any time and they have an offer for you guys. So you can go to Hello Rory, that's H-E-L-L-O, R-O-R-Y dot com slash blonde, B-L-O-N-D-E to try out Nightly Defense for just $5. It's free to chat with a doctor and your first order is just $5. Again, that's hellorory.com slash blonde, B-L-O-N-D-E. But I mean, I think it's good. Obviously, you have to be aware of it and like, and that's the other thing. I don't want people to think that, like, you know, you and I are, like, not watching the news right, or we're not right. aware that's happening. It's just, like, I just think people were, like, becoming police about it yeah. a little bit and, like, trying to— So, and and that's all fine. That's what's great. Everyone can have an opinion and everything. But, um, yeah, it's a weird time. And it, it is a challenge to be like that. But for me, that's what I think is the best. And I think people have really appreciated it. And I— and that's keeps me going, you know. So you do amazing impressions. You're not Thank making you. fun of, but you, and you're a Ramona one. I have a story. It's not that yes, juicy, tell. but back in January, I went to Florida for a little cosmetic procedure. Okay? okay, I got a lip lift where they cut under your nose and then they lift your lip. Why so instead of getting filler? And why did you choose that over just traditional filler? Because I had it was like the shape, so I'd get filler and it would just weigh my top lip down. And oh, okay. This is. You know, I don't have to get filler every month, and I don't oh. like that look but, anyway. But only people in Florida do it? No, you can do it in L.A., too. Okay. There are certain doctors that are really good. So Okay. So I did that. Well, they look and, good. And you have to—you yeah. can't smile. You can't move your face after, okay? You have okay. to be like— Which, by the way, now would be a great time to get a lip yes. job when you're wearing yeah. a mask all the oh, time. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So— 
it was like two days post-surgery, and I was flying up to New York to stay in New York for the week. And I'm on the plane, and this woman comes down the, <laughs> down the aisle and is a little, you know, just kind of yeah. like chaos and sits next to me, and it's yeah. Ramona. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm so jealous. Yes. Okay, so you're on the fly with her. And she's very chatty. She was lovely, but she was very chatty. And I had a mask on at the time because I was trying to cover it, but I was like, but well, this I don't is want pre-corona? To, pre-corona. Okay, so now you just look like a freak. I look right? like a weirdo. And I was like, yeah. I got this this procedure, and she's like talking, and so I'm talking, and it's like I'm yeah. you know, it's awkward and and, and that's pretty much the length of my story. But we talked, like, the entire well, time. That's, tell me what we talked about. We were, well, I told her what I did. Yeah. And so we were talking about different beauty procedures. Yes. And I, I said something about my teeth. I was going to get my teeth redone. And she had just done her yes. teeth. And this is, like, knowledge. I'm not spilling no, anything. No, no, no. Her teeth I are double great. checked. I yeah. was like, I don't want to out her. And she was like, no, no, you're beautiful. Don't. You don't need to do anything more. She was very nice. Yeah. But, um... That was that was the extent of it, but <laughs> I heard I, your, your I, I impression, think, and I was like, I think like her, so I think that she's one of those women that I totally believe she can be like a really sweet girlfriend and good friend and everything, but she also has this like side of her that's just so funny for reality TV, where it's yes. just like, you know, she just says it the way she was, you know, she's like, yeah. you know what, I really think it's kind of rude. I think it's actually a little bit offensive. And I'm really kind of worried about it. And I was like, you know what, I just wanted to go out and have like a really delicious dinner and just meet some hot guys. And I'm sorry, but that's what I like to do. I like to have fun. I'm a positive person. And maybe she's just jealous of me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so spot on. It's so good. So yeah, good. Have you so ever heard from her? Does she listen to your show? No, but she wasn't, well, she wasn't happy with Elise, the new okay. girl, because Elise came on my show, and this, one of the storylines is that she's had, you know, shit her pants a few times. <laughs> and Wait, so, Ramona has. Ramona has. Okay. And so I asked, and Elise was like, I can't remember, but she was like classy about it. She's like, well, I don't know about that, but blah, 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 blah. And, um, and so then Elise... They stopped being friends in the season, and Elise is, like, not featured at the reunion or anything. And I guess Ramona then reached out to Elise, and Elise screen-grabbed their text conversations and put it on her Instagram. And part of it was Elise, uh, Ramona trying to make amends, Elise being like, no, you, like, shut me out. And then Ramona's like, you shut me out. What about this? And, she, and <laughs> Ramona sent the screen-grab of the interview that we did where it's ah. like— you know, someone wrote a story on it and right. it's like, does Ramona shit her pants or whatever, you know, or poop her pants? Oh. And I was like, oh God, like, I'm such, a, I'm actually such a fan. Like anybody I do an impression of, I am like a total fan of theirs. I'm intrigued. And like a lot of people can do the impressions, you know, not a lot, but I mean, you know, there's several of us that you see, oh, they do that person too. I do that person too. But the thing that I have the most fun doing is because I'm a writer, it's like, what would they say? You know, that those, some people might get a right. voice better or look more like that person. But it's like, I like kind of taking that point of view of the person and what they would, how would they react in what situation? And I feel like I know her so well watching the show that like she, she sees herself as having the biggest heart and the most generous person at everything. But then she does think about herself first. And I I have said I have some Ramona in me. You know, like, um, if I'm going to have a drink, I want it to be the way I want it. Right. Yeah, like, I don't, like, <laughs> you know, it's good. If I'm going to have a glass of Chardonnay, if I'm going to have the calories, if I'm going to have the sugar, I want it to be 
Rumbauer. I want it to be Napa Fat. Like, I'm at a place, like right. a Ramona, like I, you know. But then sometimes that's perceived as rude if you're at a party and you're like, um, no, not that bottle, <laughs> that one. And like, if I'm on the show, they're going to see me doing that. I've done that at a party. Right. Because I'm like, um, I know this person can afford the better stuff. I see it behind there and I'm just, I, right, right. I really just want to be happy at this party. And if I'm going to have a hangover, <laughs> I'm going to have the calories, like. It's got to be worth it. Yeah, the same thing with the food. Like, if I'm hungry, I'm, like, definitely someone that's, like, eating the food. Right. At the parties. Like, I go to these Hollywood parties to eat. Like, I'm one of the few people. So, (laughs) I just see myself. I see myself in her a little bit. (laughs) If you could be on any Housewives, which would it be? Beverly Hills? Well, I mean, Beverly Hills because I live here. If you could Yeah, but, I mean, I think Beverly Hills, yeah, because I think— I mean, I live in the area. I like Lisa Rinna. I think the Hollywood aspect of it is something that's really fun that, you know, you that I could think of, you know, have words about. But, I mean, I definitely don't have the wealth or the glam or anything like that. I would be like the Dini Streetridge <laughs> with the ragamuffin. Like, I mean, I can make myself cute, but— right. It would be— Like, they wouldn't have that moment where I'm like, I'm having a party for my kid— like, I haven't had a party for <laughs> any of my kids since, like, they were seven. Like, I don't right. I do not do that. Not, so it's not like— no, like, white party. Yeah, there or... wouldn't be, like, how they do at the bottom, like, $4,000 for roses. Yeah. Like, it's never going to happen. And I do think that's an element of the show. But going forward, I could see them changing the franchise with the world changing and being like, right. let's just focus on, like, interesting, funny women. I always like that they choose— girls that are funny and snarky and yeah. witty. Yeah. But, like, maybe the money part doesn't have to be as— Because <laughs> I also think they have a hard time finding people that will do that. If their only yeah. goal is to find super wealthy people, well, super wealthy people, you know, might have a powerful husband that doesn't want to be featured, that might um, have a business that they don't want exposed in a way that, you know, they could judice them or right. judicium or whatever. Right. Like, maybe you don't want to put yourself in the— And it's like a strain on all of that. A strain yeah. on the relationship. A strain, a strain on the strain family. On the, yeah. So it's like, yeah, you know, how old are your kid? Is your kid just starting middle school and she's a girl? Maybe she's a little awkward. Maybe right. you're like, okay, maybe I don't want to feature her, you know. So I think it's it's a hard—I think they have a hard time casting it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could never go on it. People have—they haven't asked me, but people are like, you should do it. I'm like, I could never— I mean, I hate confrontation. I'm too nice. I don't want to upset anybody. I don't like the drama. Yeah. No. No way. So if if Andy Cohen is listening well, to I this. Well, I mean, I think if it—but no. I think if it was, like, a different—like, if they put a show together and it was, like, you and, like, Lala Kent. Right. And— Maybe I'm like putting, I'm putting, I'm going to put Alexis. my own show together. Alexis. Yeah, Alexis. Yeah, yeah. And maybe my friend, um, Courtney Six, though, half the time she lives in Wyoming, but she's married to Nikki Six. Okay. And she's like your age with a baby. And like, maybe if it was like women that are, you know, have their own thing going, but they're also like, you know, I don't know, like of a certain, a younger age. Right. I think that could be like yeah, a that really, could work. That could be an interesting, and it's and then you guys would create your own vibe because when the housewives first started in OC, it was not ever about them fighting. Yeah, not until Tamara like threw the wine. Yeah, did it then become that? Mostly they followed their own families, and only occasionally would the girls like get together. Yeah, like their reunions, I would have a a meltdown. Oh, like I could I th- not I be in that kind of environment. Everybody I've talked to say like. 
that mentally they like don't get out of bed for two days. Yeah. Oh my god. You know, and I mean, exhausting. I have like one podcast where maybe I said something and I get like four people being like, you know, I don't think that was right what you said. And even then and I'm like upset. awake thinking I mean, about yeah, it. <laughs> I can't imagine that like, so that's where I'm, I really feel that people are not sympathetic enough to these women, yeah. that they provide us with all this entertainment, you know, shows where I talk about everything and expense. it's really hard. And so I think when sometimes when someone like snaps, like today, I mean, I don't know what the deal is because there's different reports, but Dorinda left. Okay. Did you know that? No. Dorinda wrote a very nice Instagram. It's been great. I love the people I met. Thank you, Bravo. And page six is saying Insider said she was fired. Other people say she's quit. I She had a really hard season. She came off very angry and nasty, said mm -hmm. really mean things. And she's probably really kind of horrified with her. But she's also probably like, again, Corona, everything else. It's probably like, right. you know what? It's gone now. You wanted me. I'm going home to the Berkshires. And you know what? I don't have a mugshot. I don't tell, you know, like, I, I just think she just. Yeah. And she's like, you'll miss me. But the thing is, is like, if she did quit, they're, they're never going to come back to her. It's right. like the same. It's like any other job. Once you right. show you have one foot out the door, they're like, okay, you're a liability. Yeah, Go leave. I talk to a lot of experts here on the show about what we are putting into our bodies, but it's also so important to consider the environment that we're living in. Did you know that indoor air quality is typically three to five times worse than outdoors? That's right. And I live in LA, so that's just yikes, okay? Poor air quality can weaken our immune systems and bring on a whole host of health issues like allergies, inflammation, eczema, and hormone disruption, just to name a few. So Branch Basics is here to change all of that. They make a biodegradable, non-GMO, fragrance-free concentrate that can clean everything in your home safely without harsh chemicals. Everything from the kitchen or bathroom to laundry and wood floors, Branch Basics has got you covered. So you just get a kit with the concentrate and various bottles for all your cleaning needs and you just mix the concentrate with water and voila, you have just replaced all of your toxic cleaning supplies in one step. The other amazing thing is that you don't use a bunch of plastic because you just replace the concentrate solution in the bottles that they provide. So you're not buying plastic over and over again and then just discarding it. As if that is not enough, this stuff seriously works better than the toxic home cleaners. I have swapped everything out in my house and it works amazing. This is such a simple way to cut down on waste and clean up the environment you live in literally and figuratively. So go to branchbasics.com and use the code BLONDEFILES, that's B-L-O-N-D-E-F-I-L-E-S, for 15% off their starter kit. This offer is good until the end of the year, and I cannot recommend this product enough. So again, that's BLONDEFILES, B-L-O-N-D-E-F-I-L-E-S, for 15% off. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I hope no, no, nobody else leaves because I like those girls and I think they're so entertaining and funny in New York. But it'll be interesting to see where it goes. So I do think women love watching other women. Yeah. Do, you know, with I their agree. lives. But it has gotten to a place where 
they're actually destroying each other's lives. Right. And destroying each other's marriages, families, businesses. Yeah, it's a lot. And it, that's and if you go way back to the beginning, it's it just wasn't like that. Right. You know? So how's your how's your marriage and your home life and everything since Corona? I need to ask every married woman this. <laughs> Honestly, for me, it's better. Yeah. Because I was vi- coming off like a very stressful year of 2019 and traveling all the time and doing stand up. You know, since Chelsea lately ended, I I kind of went away at least every other weekend, at least twice a month. And sometimes it would be five shows a weekend, like a Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday. Other times it was four, but it was a lot. And I had to make sure those tickets were sold and I had to pack and I had to do press in the morning and get there. And I had to be in the city by myself. And I had to, you know, make sure that I had an Uber to take me to da-da-da. And then I come home and I'm guilty, you know, so I'm like, okay, let's try to do something. It's only 2 o'clock on a Sunday. We could still go golfing. We could still do this, you know, with the kids. And so— when the stand-up stopped, it was weird because there's been so many times in my life that I've been like, oh, God, if they if the club just called and said, like, there was, like, a flood or something, I'd be so excited not to go. <laughs> not that I ever wanted anyone to be out of business, but yeah. then— And then Corona happened, and of course, nobody thought it would be this long. But like the first little break of it, I was like, oh, okay. I was looking forward to go to San Francisco, but Mm -hmm. all right, you know. (laughs) And then, you know, it was the fun time of Corona when everyone was going to Costco and buying, you know, spam and lunch beans. And no, it's the end of the world. And you know, (laughs) we have to stay home. We absolutely can't go out, you know. And and now it's just kind of weird because, you you know, you have to work. You want to work. You got to be careful. Not everything's here and see other people really suffering, you know. So um, so for us, it was just kind of like I realized, oh, I didn't realize how hard I was going for 10 years. So the break gave me a chance to just like kind of have an easier life a mm-hmm. little bit, you know. And so, yeah, I mean, we've worked And you're to, becoming a TikTok together. star. I'm trying to do TikTok. <laughs> I do like that. I do. I do. I love watching TikTok. Yeah. And we need to talk about this. Okay. I mean, I I can't. My For You page, I'm like, I cannot stop. And I'm like, Heather, like, I'm about to go to bed. I'm like, Heather, don't even, don't even click on it. Don't you dare. The songs, Mm -hmm. the cute, oh my, what I think I love so much about the stuff I watch on TikTok, it's like, it's just like a lot of cute relationships. See, I'm getting different stuff on my phone. Well, I get sad stuff too. I get the girl being singing that song, um, the Halsey song, You're Not the Half the Man I Thought. And it's like, he he hit me, he abused me, I'm on my own. And I'll get that. And then I get really depressed. And then the next— And then you get a kitten, right? And then I get a a dog Mm -hmm. and, you know, greeting the soldier he hasn't seen in three years. And, you know, and then I get a lot of the cute pretending I'm an influencer trend. Yeah. That, to me, I love because it shows, like, a really funny relationship between a husband and a wife. Like, they're right. really friendly and, like, she knows that her husband's going to call her on bullshit. And you see the husband like, what the fuck are you trying to act like you run three days a week or something? So, I don't know. That stuff makes me really happy. Yeah. And the kissing your best friend trend. It's the, definitely more like, creative, the- I think, than, like, Instagram where everything is so curated or it can yes. be. So I was talking to my husband about it the other night. Yeah. I can't remember why. I think we were talking about Kellyanne Conway. Yes. And her daughter. Her daughter, yeah. Yes. I, I just I talked was like, about that on today's TikTok. show. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, she's like, I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I understand like 
her point of view. And I also understand her parents, kind of, maybe. Like, I mean, I saw one of her, like, in a bikini. And I was Mm -hmm. like, it's just so suggestive. (laughs) The girl. Yeah, Yeah. And I was like— and he's like, I don't get it. So I'm showing him like Addison Ray and Charlie. Right. And I'm like, I don't know. They just like dance in these bikinis. And that's like child porn. <laughs> well, see, I don't I even mean, get. He's like, you I, sound really like triggered by this. Like, I don't see, see. I don't get even Addison Ray or Charlie DeVille. Yeah, yeah. You know, but my son will get it. Right. And like, but that's what's kind of interesting. And I don't, I don't get, I get all this other cute right. stuff with like, you know, the hot cop coming home or the soldier. Right. Or like the couples being cute together or the gender reveals. Like I get all the fun, cute right. stuff stuff. But I think, um, but with that, I did talk about it on my show recently. And, you know, I I just, it's, it's kind of what we talked about a little bit on your show, like, about, like, my kids would never, I don't think my kids would ever do that to me. And I would never do that to my, to my parents, because Mm -hmm. I knew where the, what was paying for our house. Right. And my parents were realtors, and they, everyone in our church and in our schools and stuff, would I'd hope that if they were to move, they would list their house with my parents. Right. So actually, like, we had this religious retreat because I went to a Catholic school, and it was one of those things where everybody told, oh, my dad's an alcoholic, and they shared these stories about their life, or I got pregnant, or, you know, all the— ju- this is where I got into Juicy Scoop because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I get some fucking juicy <laughs> stories going at this Kairos retreat. And I was like, oh, I got the juicy stories of all. Oh, my family's so fucked up. My brother's been to rehab. You know, we were, my parents are being sued because my brother got in a car accident and the kid lost his eye. And like the real trauma, like my dad yells every day. Like, but I'm like, I can't share this. What if these kids go home and tell their parents and they're not going to listen to my parents? And how, um, how are we going to survive? So it's like, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't throw a party <laughs> in my house where my parents could be sued. Right. Like, and I think my kids kind of feel like that too. Like it's our own little kingdom. Like why would you want to, you know? Yeah. But I'm watching these kids besides her. There's like the other kids that will like film their parents, um, you know, saying shit about what's going on in the world. And maybe it's a little racist, which is wrong. And you can fight with your parent about it. But then they expose it and they put it on TikTok. Uh, and I'm like, okay, so when your dad gets fired because... He said something that's politically incorrect. Who's paying the phone bills? You you put it on TikTok all day. (laughs) What are you thinking? Yeah. Like, and I think that's kind of the fault of the parents that, like, you haven't shared with your kids, like, we're in this together. Like, protect. I mean, I understand if you really hate your father, hate your. Okay, I've never been like that. You can definitely have different political views with your parents, but you know, I mean. But I, yeah. I respect her, and I said that on my show, I respect Kellyanne and the husband for quitting. I mean, it's crazy. They quit. That, they're, like, they're, but I, I like, I'm like, regardless of how many, how much you might hate her, mother to mother, like, she did the right thing. She's yeah. like, no, this shit has to stop. I want to save my family. And yeah. I'm like, and I'm like, I predict and I hope that in like five years, something will open a People magazine and the two of them will be best friends and doing great. And right. I really hope that. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how, I don't want to get into politics right, either, yeah. but I don't know how they stayed married. I, I mean, mean, they're either. polar, polar opposites. Crazy. There was this and the couple kid in the middle. back a long time ago and I forgot his name, but he was like bald and he was a super Democrat okay. and she was a super Republican. They're both in politics. Mm-hmm. And they were always featured because it was like this funny, cute couple. 
but they survived and they were married this whole time, but it's completely different now. Right. And that's, that's kind of sad because it's like, I even remember my aunt married the brother of the governor of New York and they were this, they were this big political family called the Carries, and they were friends with the Kennedys and they were all these Irish Catholic Democrats. But my aunt, till the day she died, she became a Republican at like 30. And so she was a Republican and she never changed her ways. Right. All her sons were Democrats. The whole family was Democrats. And then she would like, you know, and I, but, and that was fine. Yeah. And so, but it's different now, unfortunately, you know. It's like a whole new level of toxicity. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, it's just a mess. Our world's just very different and weird. Yeah. So on that note, (laughs) I mean, how do you think COVID and this whole situation is changing like the entertainment landscape? We were kind of talking about it at the start and, and like we now have podcasts and people are kind of taking control of their careers. And, um, what do you see going forward? I mean, what do you, what are you going to do? I mean, I think the, the good of it is that, you know, you don't have, I think, I think what's interesting is like with the Ellen stuff, um, People just said, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, a lot of people are just like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you what I think. And I don't care if this show ever comes back. I don't care if I lose my job. I don't care. And I think it's getting to a place where people don't care. And they're also, I think, pre-corona was the Me Too mm-hmm. and hearing about, you know, the power struggles and what people went through. And so I think that was like the first crack in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And then this is like the other one. And more and more, it's just like nobody wants to be dependent on someone saying yes or no to them anymore. And uh, for me, I I was the person that was always trying to get that TV show sold or, oh, my God, if they hear that I say this about them, then maybe I won't get to be, you know, the fourth co-host on a daytime <laughs> talk show or, you know, because that's oh, that's kind of the where I thought I was going after Chelsea. Yeah. And then when that started to present itself, that it just wasn't happening. No one was choosing me. I wasn't what they were looking for. And then literally my agent just said, there is nothing for you, but build up this podcast and they will come like that mm-hmm. baseball thing. Like build it, will come. come. And I was like, "All right." Didn't hear from them for like two years. Just built it, built it, built it. And then there was like a little bit of interest of being a TV show. And then when that didn't happen, now I'm kind of like, "Oh, who? Like who cares?" Like right. it, again, if someone wants to come to me, you know, if they want me to replace Ellen, I'd love it. <laughs> but I'm not. Like, it's not worth my energy to actively pursue it because this is giving me so much creative satisfaction and so many people are enjoying it that I'm like, no, it's not millions of people, but it's hundreds of thousands. And to me, that's like enough, you know, like I don't need to be like, what is it all? Even like, it's just like, even the like the award shows aren't even going to happen. Right. So like all these things that you thought, like I'm going to be in Hollywood because one day I'm going to be like, and I'd like to thank my mother. <laughs> and uh, it's all like, so, I mean, I think I try to look on the positive side of all of this. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, obviously people have died. It's horrible and lost their jobs. But if like in a few years, there's a better work-life balance. Mm-hmm. There's a way for... If a kid is sick, he can watch the show. He can watch the classroom on Zoom and never fall behind. Um, we don't have to have snow days. Like, people could still, you know, they don't have to <laughs> yeah. get behind. Like, 
maybe you don't have to as much traffic, maybe, you know, and then maybe people, these egos are not, it's not this like upper echelon of people right. that are so powerful. Like everyone's been kind of like knocked down a notch. Then I think there could be like a better world yeah. about it, you know. That's very optimistic. I agree, though. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I think it did. It's kind of a, a deflation of a lot of egos. And, yes. And it's kind of like, obviously, there, there are so many people struggling, but it has kind of leveled the playing field a little bit. Yeah, I think that, I think in some ways people will be more excited to, like, get together. And yeah. people that blew off stuff will be like, I better not blow it up. Yeah. There's so many things, like, <laughs> going to that um, premiere thing last night, which was a drive-in movie and a small thing— I just was like, I'm so happy we went all the times that we went. <laughs> yeah. Because there was a time when I had a publicist, so we would always be invited to all the kid movies. And we would really go. We would do the mm -hmm. red carpet. We'd get the free popcorn. We'd go to the party after. And we had so many fun memories doing that. And I'm just so glad we did it. I'm so glad I went to Magic Mountain twice a year and Hurricane right. Harbor because I don't know when it's ever going to come back, you know. But I think when it does come back, people will be— that much more excited to do things and not yeah. take it for granted or if they get invited to go, well, I better go because there may not be another time, you know? Right. Yeah, I agree. I mean, going to the dentist <laughs> the other day, I was like, <gasps> I have somewhere to drive. I have a destination. This is amazing. I'm leaving the Pacific Palisades. Like, wow. Yeah. So I can't imagine going to a movie from here. <laughs> yeah. Point. Like, yeah. It's, it's so, yeah, I think that's, the way people will start to look at world, the world a little differently, hopefully, in a good way, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So where can everybody find you? Find your show, find your stand-up, which I watched this weekend. It was amazing. Thank you. So, so um, Juicy Scoop is every Tuesday and Thursday, anywhere you listen to podcasts. I also have a very popular Patreon uh, page, which is patreon.com slash Juicy Scoop. And every Friday, there's a commercial-free, like, the juiciest stuff, more personal stuff, maybe some things that I feel is too juicy to talk about celebrities on the regular show. And my stand-up special, you can find if you join Patreon, or you can go to Amazon Prime Video Direct, and you can rent it for just a couple dollars, or you can buy it. And the response has been great, and you can watch it with your husband. It is not male bashing. It is not <laughs> political. It is edgy. So it, I would say be six. I think Amazon said 16 and over. They set the okay. age. So I think like 15, 16 if you want to watch it with a teenager because there's some sex and stuff talk, but nothing like too gross. <laughs> It's amazing. Everybody Thank should go you. watch it. And I joined your Patreon. Oh, I, I joined wow. it so that I could watch it because I don't know how to do the. Okay. And I was like, oh, this is easy. And it was like, join $5 a month. So I'm like the lowest tier. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my God, she's going to see that I just bought the the low tier one and she's going to no, think I'm so God, cheap I, and I need to get the big. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care what anybody does. Sometimes people do a higher one and then they go down lower, they go lower, go higher. I mean, I feel, but with it, I just. When I heard about that Patreon even existed, I was like, what is this, a GoFundMe? Like, no. It's such a good but way, then, though. But then I feel like I give a really a lot of content, yeah. and they can go all the way back from when I started. So someone that just joins today, they've got years of really juicy stuff about my own life and stories and funny things. So I feel like, you know, it's it's a very valuable thing in that— I'm giving the content. Other people treat it differently. Everybody has a, a different kind of a thing, but I think it is a, a cool aspect to my brand. Yeah. Yeah, no, it really is. And it's a good way to support creators and lots of juicy stuff. And thank you again for coming Thank you. On. <laughs>
hope you enjoyed that episode. If you liked it, and if you like the show in general, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe. It goes a long way, and it's actually the best way to support the show. Also, if you want to see more about each episode, you can head over to the Blonde Files podcast on Instagram. I'm always posting about each episode there or over on my personal page at Ariel Laurie.